Aaron's Journey, the podcast where we talk to professionals in the media industry to help encourage people with disabilities to pursue their dreams. Three, two, one. Got a Hi everyone, this is Aaron Kosky, and I have a couple of friends with me here today. I'm DJ Bob Uncle, host of the DJ Bob Show. And I'm Talia Flores, the author of James Taking Time Bomb. And we were in for a treat today, weren't we? Aaron, tell them about it. Sure. Today, we got to meet Mark DiCarlo, the voice of Hugh Neutron from the Junior Neutron series and movie. And then what happened? Yeah, and then we, in the middle of the call, we got to meet the producer of Jimmy Neutron. Paul Marshall. And, wow. Like, we never saw that coming. So if we sound, like, unprofessional, or, like, we scream, we're really sorry for your ears or anything like that. But, so, it was a good experience, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. We hope you enjoy it, and just a disclaimer, we're not responsible for hearing loss. <laughs> well, after the interview, we are going to be playing some of the songs from the Junior Tron soundtrack. Indeed we are, and thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, Erin. <laughs> yep. Got a blast. Got a blast. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Aaron Konsky, and I'm here today with Mark DiCarlo, the voice of Hugh Neutron from the G-Neutron series. Would you go ahead and please introduce yourself? Hey Aaron, it's Mark DeCarlo, the voice of Hugh Neutron from the Jimmy Neutron series. Hi everybody, hi DJ Bob, Talia is your name? Yes, that is my name, but people call me Ty for short. (laughs) I'm gonna call you Ty for long. Okay. Mark already knows me, he's probably sick of me, so. Yes. DJ Bob, how could I be sick of you? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so to start things off, Mark, yes. um, how did your career begin? Uh, my career began by realizing I didn't want to have a regular job. <laughs> and when I learned that people could make money making people laugh, I said, that's the job for me. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Um, uh, Bob and... Uh, uh, Tyrell, um, do you guys have any questions for him? You're yes. already out of questions, Aaron? That was one question! I'm going to be out of questions already! Yeah. I have a question for you, Mark. How did you get the part of Hugh? How did I get the part of Hugh? Well, I was a stand-up comedian and an improv comedian here in Los Angeles, and a, uh, a guy who had produced a pilot for my improv group, Paul Marshall, told me they were doing a cartoon and that I could be I could audition for the dad, and they told me that the kid was a genius. So I thought all the other guys auditioning 
for the role of the dad would play it really, really smart, like the dad was a genius too. And I thought it would be funny if the dad was an idiot. Yeah, can't go wrong with that. Right? So that's what I did. I just played Hugh like an idiot, and it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Was was the first script, was was the lines of the whole rocket speech, was that what it was? Yeah, no, that was, uh, Steve Odenkirk wrote that, I think. Um, Yeah, that was all in there. Uh, uh, I think... We added the Jim Jam, Jim Jam, Jimmy, Jim, James. Jim Jam. Uh, I think we added that in the in the studio, but the whole thing, him sitting him down to talk to him about rockets, was uh, was in the script. It was pretty funny, and that was part of the. They they sent a um, like a five or ten minute mini pilot to Nickelodeon, and that sold the movie and the TV series both. So you already know you already knew that you were doing the series when the movie was in production, which is kind of unheard of, at least from That's what I know. Awesome. Yeah, originally, um, I believe they pitched it as a TV show, and then Nickelodeon liked it so much they said we're going to do a movie and then we'll do a TV show right after. So we went into production for the movie right away, and then um, after we finished making the movie. We started working on the TV show, and then uh, not too long after the movie came out, the TV show premiered. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, it, it started out even before the movie as a series of interstitials for Nickelodeon. Which uh, is, it might have. I don't remember. You would remember more than me. Because I think it, K-pop. yeah, I know everything. <laughs> 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 yeah. We were at the, uh, we were, we did a panel at the LA Comic Con this past Saturday and people in the audience were saying, hey, sing the banana song or sing the Donut Boy song. <laughs> I couldn't remember any of the words. Yeah, I heard the Donut song last night. <laughs> Because we were all chilling and we were dying laughing. Yeah. Donut boy! <laughs> Donut boy! <laughs> and the Who's the sassy fashy with a big donut face? Donut boy! <laughs> but the people in the audience knew all the words. I did not. The, uh, the Donut Boy episode was pretty, pretty popular. The only person who's into that whole song. Was she? Was yeah. She? And he was if memory served me, did not like Sheen. Uh, I think Hugh likes everybody. He's he's too but dumb to he, not like he, everybody. He's annoyed by Sheen. He's annoyed. You know who he's really annoyed by? Carl Weezer, because Carl Weezer wants to hit on his wife. Yes! <laughs> everybody we were just knows talking that. About that a Carl's got ago. a crush on Judy Neutron. Yup. The thing is, we were talking about that a moment ago. <laughs> yeah. And we weren't... And we weren't going to bring that up to you because we didn't want to cause any controversy. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's quite a controversy. As a matter of fact, they were all over each other Saturday, Rob and Megan. It was it was embarrassing. <laughs> oh, brother. You should have been like, oh, sugar booger, what are you doing? <laughs> I've got a special treat for you guys. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready? Yeah. In the studio with me right now is the producer of the Jimmy Neutron TV series, Paul Marshall. Hi, oh hi guys. God. Hi! Hi! How you doing? I'm Paul. Hi! hi. You know, How are of, you? At the end of every episode, there's that monkey that says, I'm Paul! Oh this my is God, that Paul. Yes. So hi. so you are so you are the monkey. 
I, oh, he's not oh, the monkey. Very, very often I am the monkey. Very, very often. Yes. Hi, Mark Paul. puts it, I'm... No. No, I won't. No. 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 <laughs> yes, I am the monkey. I am the monkey. <laughs> Cuckoo, good you. Uh, nice to meet you all. So they were just asking me, Paul, about yes. uh, how Jimmy Neutron started. Did it start as interstitials or a movie or a TV show? It, it started, it was originally called uh, Johnny Quasar. Yes. And, yeah, and because of Johnny those. Quest, and they just thought the title was too close to Johnny Quest. And, uh, but it was Johnny Quasar. It was a, a short uh, that John Davis did. And uh, Steve Odeker got called and interested uh, Nickelodeon. So we did a pilot. A 12-minute pilot, and they were so blown away by it. Uh, uh, Albie Heck, who used to be the president of Nick, went to Paramount, talked to Sherry Lansing, and we decided to do not a series at first, but do a movie, and then the series uh, afterwards, which was uh, a pretty wild ride. That's back when you could make a movie that wasn't a Marvel comic. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was and that was back in the early days of computer animation, right? Yeah, I mean, we were, we had to really, uh, Paramount was not sure we could do it for the money. And we had to do, uh, we had to jump jump through all, all sorts of hoops to prove that we could do it for, and we did the Jimmy movie for under 30, uh, what, 18 years ago. $30? $30 million, yeah, which was, wow. uh, they, they weren't sure we could, we could pull it off, but of course we did. And did they make you jump through actual hoops, or that is a metaphor? Well, I am a monkey, so, <laughs> Jumping, as you put it. Man, that's it. Hmm. Oh, jeez. Anyway. Uh, shark. Anyway, shark has to be great, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I've actually seen the uh, the original Jimmy Neutron, um, uh, Johnny Quasar. Quasar. Quasar, if I pronounce that correctly. And the animation just looks weird. And he just looks like an old man and... Goddard looks kind of strange. Well, that was John Davis's original short that he produced by himself. I think once Nickelodeon got involved, yeah, they changed the character models a little bit, and yeah, it was that first uh, thirty-second uh, uh, short that John did that got everybody uh, all, all excited. Yeah, uh, and uh, but yeah, 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 it evolved. It evolved from uh, that early, early modeling. Yeah, and from what I'm aware, uh, Jimmy's clothing was different between uh, the pilot and the series, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They, they modified a, as they went to come up with the right uh, with the right mix, the right clothing, uh, the right clothing mix. Because Jimmy's Jimmy is, you know, he's he's got a big head and a tiny little he's got body. A huge head. Huge head. So they really had to work on it to make him iconic. You know, Nickelodeon's very good with, with um, you know, Rugrats and and SpongeBob at marketing, branding, uh, and, and selling toys. So they really wanted to come up with the right book uh, for Jimmy and his uh, and his friends. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So for uh, Mark, um, yes. other than Hugh Neutron, what other roles are you known for? Uh, let's see. I um, other other cartoon roles that am I known for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of other little cartoon you know guest stars and things and that's really that's my favorite and my biggest cartoon uh voice i was in the ant bully which was a john davis movie oh, uh, I've done a bunch of episodes of um uh back to the barnyard 
Uh, I was supposed to be in Planet Sheen, but Paul shipped me in the back and I didn't get that role. Right, Paul? I mean, in it, respectfully. Respectfully, I, I shipped yeah. you in the uh, back. Yes, uh, we, we did a Jimmy spinoff called Planet Sheen and Mark was very close to get one of the uh, the big roles and he just just yeah, and which, uh, yeah, and just which, missed out. Yeah, and which, yeah. And which the spinoff didn't do really, really well. No, no, it didn't. It, it didn't. Maybe because I wasn't in it, That Paul. was probably it, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, because correct me if I'm wrong, like after the, I think like the last episode or so, that originally that DNA Productions originally went uh, went uh, went in bankruptcy, right? I think yeah, Ant Bully sort of uh, helped helped that. Uh, uh, yeah, they they uh, they had some uh, issues after that. I think they're back up and getting uh, stronger again. Uh, as as we talk about potentially another season of, of Jimmy, yeah, that was a big uh, a big topic of conversation Saturday. Everyone wants the show to come back, and we, we're starting a Facebook page and a, a petition. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, because correct, yeah, because correct me if I'm wrong. That originally there was supposed to be a season four after season three, but that was canceled. Well, that's what they would put the season four. Right after season three, yeah, you know, you get you get to the point where I mean, we we did uh, we also did uh, back at the barnyard uh, uh, for Nickelodeon. Once you get, unless your toys and merchandising is going through the roof like like a SpongeBob, once you get to 70, 70 to eighty episodes, they've got enough to you know air them every day. So you to take that next step, you've got to be a real powerhouse, and not only uh, the ratings, but in in all the ancillary, all the ancillary stuff. So once you get to that point. Uh, and they had so much other stuff going on. Uh, yeah, they just said, yeah, I think we've done enough Jimmy uh, for the moment. Mm-hmm. But people seem to want it to come back. So use that hashtag, bring Jimmy back. That's the hashtag. And that's <laughs> oh, the Facebook we will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So for uh, for Mark, um, what are some of your favorite Hugh Neutron moments? Well, my favorite Hugh Neutron moments, um, I guess the banana song. People like that Saturday. Yeah, well, I sat on a banana when I was a kid changed my life. Uh, the Donut Boy song. I like the episode where Hugh is cool. Yeah. And he has that motorcycle. Yes, yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah. What was it like switching between yourself and a rock star? Well, there's very little the difference between Mark DiCarlo and a rock star. I'm pretty much the coolest guy I know, wouldn't you say, Paul? I have to go. I also had liked inventing a new holiday called Puel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pies and Christmas put together. <laughs> I like the Robot Brother episode where you're like, Jimmy, smile. This could be our Christmas card. Say cheese. And Jimmy's like, I hate this robot. Robot. Played by Paul Greenberg. <laughs> right by. Yeah, played- we, lo- we love the Paul Greenberg. Yeah, oh, that was great. Yeah, you know what? It was a very imaginative, clever series that made the smart kid, typically in shows at that time, the smart kid was always the loser nerd and everyone picked on him and we flipped it so that being smart was cool. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, we, I met some people Saturday that said my whole, the whole reason I got into science was because of Jimmy Neutron. Now I'm working at JPL. And <laughs> it's really, I know it's crazy, but true. So it's, it's. It was inspiring to people, and it was funny for grown-ups and kids. You guys were little kids when it first came out, but now that you're, you know, you're approaching adulthood, the jokes are still funny because you're, you know, you. It's a different frame of reference. Yeah, and we get kids. the jokes now. We get the answers. Yeah. yeah. There's there's so many pop culture references 
within the show that it's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah, when we built the salesman, the, the, the robot salesman, the character's name was the Willie Loman 3000. <laughs> no, no, you know, no six-year-old is going to know the Arthur Miller play Death of a Salesman, but, you know, once you get to high school, everybody reads it, and then you realize, oh, my God, that was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. Uh, for my next question, what do you guys just flush the toilet? What was that noise? <laughs> oh, oh, I have. There's a train right by my house. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Anyway, for anyway, I have an extended question for you, Mark. Uh, where do human neutrons love for pie and ducks come from? The love of pies and ducks, I think, comes from Hugh's twisted background. Was there any? Paul, you were in the writing room. Was there a reason for that, or did we? I mean, it, it was the backstory. I think that was even in the uh, in, in the pilot. I mean, he, he was pilot, uh, the pilot, yeah. Um, and and uh, you know, he he was. I don't know if you've mentioned Jed Spingarn. Who was I haven't. Our, Please talk uh, about our him. our head writer and and showrunner Jed Spingarn, who who uh, also did uh, uh, back at the barnyard for us. He he created the Thundermans. You guys have seen that on. On mm-hmm. Nickelodeon, pretty, yes, pretty brilliant, yes. and and I think he maximized a lot of Hughes' uh, quirks, as it as it were, as you know, the pie eating and, and his bumbling, etc., uh, etc. Et so a lot a lot of the credit for for the Hugh backstory goes to uh, uh, goes to Jed and our amazing uh, writing staff. You think you think Jed is secretly Hugh? Per- perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps he is. Like that's where it, where it comes yeah, that's from. Where, where it uh, where it comes from. But you know, uh, the original pilot was written by uh, I mean John Davis and then Steve Odeker. And I know I think I think the pie thing is in the first. Was it really? I, I, I think so. Yeah, or at least it was a backstory that uh, we had talked about. So. Uh, and then ducks. I think it's just everyone has a weird yeah. hobby, and I think the you know the, the fact that it's ducks isn't as weird as the fact that he's so into them. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I mean, especially in the uh, in the Father's Day episode, he, you could honestly tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and in the movie too, when he uh, has that duck in his hand, and he goes quack 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 quack, and he's and Judy makes eggs, and he goes, "Oh, there's yolk in it." Oh yeah, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was there's no moment actually. There was actually a moment that I actually loved from the movie. That I'm not sure if you remember that remember it, Mark. It's where like you and uh, it's where you and the um, actor who played uh, uh, Judy uh, were doing Megan like a Kavanaugh. bourbon contest. Oh yeah, <laughs> of the, the bourbon bourbon contest. Yeah. Yes. Uh, here's, here, here's an embarrassing secret about that. Oh. Everybody, we all um, we all auditioned for the burps. Yeah. And Megan won. So every burp you hear in the movie is from Megan's mouth. She's a world champion burper, among other things. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, correct me from wrong, uh, correct me from right or wrong on this, but for how Jimmy Neutron worked in terms of auditions, it would normally work that it was an ensemble, right? That was That's cool. how we recorded it all together, ensemble, yeah. All, all yeah. together, right, right. Yeah. Why is that important, Paul? It's extremely important because of the improvisation that the talented actors that we had were able to rip off each other and in essence go off the page to create wonderful comedic moments because they're all extremely funny even Debbie Derryberry was extremely 
extremely yeah, everybody funny. Everybody was and funny. She, and she could she could dance with uh, with everybody. Rob Paulson, who's Carl a Weezer, is awesome at going off off page. As is uh, Mark Megan, comes from an improvisatory background. I mean, we had a, we had a killer killer cast. That Jeff Garcia was Sugar Booger in the script, or did did I make that up? I think that was in the script. Was it? Was it? it was like the for the record, my mom loved that party when he used to say sugar booger, she would just die laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Chicks dig the sugar booger. Sugar booger. What's your mom's name? Lisette. Lisette, you're my sugar booger. <laughs> She's gonna die when she hears that part in the interview. Oh jeez. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, from that, my next question, Mark, what, what 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 was it like to be a father to a genius? Um, it, a cartoon genius. It was fantastic. It's uh, it's very humbling to be uh, realize that your kid is way smarter than you are. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have any children of my own. Paul has a son who is much smarter than him. Very very much. This yeah. is probably an easier question for you. I think at some point you just realize, well. That's just the way God made me, and I'm going to go for the pies. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway. I have, a, I have a question for you, Mark. What was the most, like, sentimental episode for you to film? Or to record. Well, we didn't film any of them. Or I to remember it's a cartoon. Yes, yeah, to the, record. The, yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the thing is, the animation was done beforehand, right? Before you no. guys went to the studio. No, it's all done afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we, re- we record it, what's called a radio play, and then uh, they, we send that radio show essentially to the animation people. They draw it, then it comes back to us, and we add in the music and we fix any little problems, and then it goes out to TV, and people like you see it and laugh their butts off. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Bob, do you have another question? Uh, for Mark? I, do, I do, and the cool thing, the the unique thing about the movie is, especially at at that time, it it didn't have a celebrity cast attached to it. I mean, the aliens and a few other there were some minor celebrities there, but I think that's kind of the unique thing about that movie was that it didn't have any celebrity pull. Well, no, that's true. Agree? Well, Paul could speak to that because we did Patrick Stewart. Yeah, that's true. And, and you're right. I, I I don't know if Patrick Stewart and Martin Short would like to be classified as minor I don't think they celebrities. Would. But no, you're right. It isn't like we had movie stars uh, in in the in the role uh, in the roles. I know they they sort of insisted uh, Paramount on at least getting a couple of celebrities in there. Our, our original Yokians, uh, the Patrick Stewart Martin Short played was. Uh, Paul Greenberg and S. Scott Bullock, who were amazing in our original pilot. And we were actually somewhat devastated uh, that they made us uh, replace them because they were so good. But, you know, Patrick Stewart and Martin Short did a fine job. They were great. They, yeah. were, they were great. But that was about it. You're right. Other than that, uh, it was a, a non, non-star uh, uh, cast. Not that our whole cast aren't, aren't great celebs in their own right. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, the mold started to get created a- after we did Neutron, where it was almost implicit to cast celebrities and stars in 
in uh, the major roles of all these animated movies that have come out since then. Which I don't get. You don't see them. And some of them can do it well, and some some of them are can't do the voices well. I think, in a lot of ways, from the way it began and onward, Jimmy Neutron was kind of a uh, outlier. You know, it, it yeah, didn't yeah. come from a famous writer or director. Uh, it started out as a TV show, and then when it was a movie before it was even a TV show. Uh, it didn't have a star-studded cast. I think what really shines about the whole project is the quality of the writing and the quality of the cast and the the, the cleverness that. You can watch it, you know, 15 years later now, and uh, it's still funny. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Todd, do you have anything to add to that? Yes, I have a question, and that is, how did Jimmy get his name? Well, yeah, it was originally Johnny Quasar, and I think we just, uh, our, uh, the title search just brought up it was too close to Johnny Quest. So we just started riffing names, and, and I think the J- Jimmy Neutron, uh, Jimmy Neutron stuck. Uh, but I think it was just uh, a bunch of us figuring out, since we couldn't call him uh, Johnny Quasar, uh, we came up with... Uh, uh, Jimmy Neutron and uh, John Davis, I think, uh, uh, thought of that originally. We all went, okay, yeah, I think that works. Mm-hmm. That works. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, um, yeah, absolutely. For uh, Mark, uh, we we all know that Hugh Neutron has a curiosity for Jimmy's inventions. Why yes. do you think that is? Because he is simple. <laughs> Jimmy's just super smart and he's simple and most of Jimmy's inventions are you know the, the self-dressing putting your pants on and all the the weird things that he did were to make life easier and uh you know Hugh, <laughs> Hugh's no idiot he wants his life made easy and I think he loves his son and he was excited to see all the crazy stuff that Jimmy made that he had no idea where they came from or how it worked so I think he was as delighted by Jimmy's inventions as anybody else what, yeah. what, what, what would he think of, like, iPhone and FaceTime and all that? Oh, it would ex- that his, his head would explode. <laughs> You're like, you mean I can look at my phone and see your face? That's crazy! That can't be possible. No, wait, that can't be possible, right? Uh, yeah, yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, guys, it was great talking to you. Thank you for this. Did you like my special guest star, Paul Marshall? Yes. Of course. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Paul is the uh, person that I fashioned the Hugh Neutron character on because he typically doesn't finish his sentences and he gets very excited. Right, Paul? I, 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 hem, and haw, I hem and haw a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, I've my I've never God. told anyone that before. No. Okay, then we'll see you later. Got a blast. Got a blast. <laughs> <laughs> Mom says you're grounded. It's a kid, Betty. Betty, Betty. It's a kid, Betty. It's a kid, come on. It's a kid, Betty. It's a kid, Betty. It's a kid, come on. It's a kid, Betty. Leave it up, leave it up to me. Leave it to the kids. Grown up, sewn up. Even when they mess up, acting like it's all sewn up Mama, Dad, think we need to have a talk right. Let the kids rule the world, boys and girls You can't blame us for nada You taught us to follow orders Cause I'm the baby Don Dada Monkey see, ah, ah, monkey do no more no The bug sounds here, what's the score? We might start a play fight Just
journey consider donating to the podcast monthly head on over to my anchor page for more information on how to get exclusive bonus content and more
dirty old window Down below the cars in the city go rushing by I sit here alone and I wonder why Not another glance I'm not leaving 